0: going to be chilly. When I left the house, it was 35 degrees, 35 in my garage, okay? So by the time my little temperature just kept dropping, I thought, my, I don't know. I've been here 22 years. I've never seen it get that cold on a Sunday in 22 years and drop, 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 drop. When I pulled into the parking lot, it was zero, zero. Some of you told me when you came in, it was seven below. So that's the temperature. So I need Fire of God to show up in the house of the Lord. Amen, to warm you up. But isn't this beautiful? Uh, Help me appreciate all the men and all the staff and everybody made this possible. Give God praise uh, for all of that. And I'm grateful, grateful, grateful that we get to celebrate. uh, Just because we're doing the carpet doesn't mean uh, we stop celebrating, right? And having church. So pray for some of our folks that are sick and some that are too... uh, too fragile to get out in this kind of temperature. And turn to your neighbor and say, we're about to warm things up in the house of the Lord. And, and again, I'm so grateful for Brad and for Michelle and, uh, and for what God is doing in their life. And welcome home. Welcome home, buddy. Yeah. And uh, so I want to talk to you just a few minutes. We have a little um, transitional clicker here to see if it works. But we started last week in the Favor of God series and so I'm not going to keep you too long. I know it's cold. And I know you've got to go, and different things have to happen. But how many came to hear the word of the Lord? Yes. Amen. So a uh, couple of other things is uh, Michigan. Congratulations, David. Michigan's the champs in the college football. <clears throat> go, go LSU. I mean, uh, go Big Blue is what I was saying. Did I say LSU? I don't know how that happened. Go Big Blue is what I was trying to say. And, uh, and also um, the Chiefs. That will warm you up. You know what I thought about watching the game last night? I thought, you know what? If those maniacs can be in 27 below outside watching a football game, how I many know oh, we can come to the house of the Lord and worship Him? Amen? And so I'm thankful that it uh, doesn't mean everybody who didn't come today are backsliding. It just means that uh, I felt like I, I wanted to give the Lord. Now let me tell you something else. If it gets wet and precipitation, we always cancel right? There's no way with this kind of temperature, if snow would have been out there, that we would have had church. But since it's dry and and it's okay and nobody slipped and slid on the way in, we're going to be all right. Amen? Amen. So just always be aware of what's happening. No service tonight. We'll be working. And then uh, I wanted to talk about the hand of the Lord's favor. That's what I want to talk about today. Let's see if this works. Uh, there we go. This is our uh, series uh, scripture. We used it last week to open the series on favor. I love it. I love it. And I want to give a little bit more explanation to it. Because there's kind of two parts to this verse. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Can you shout glory for that? Amen. That's a fact. I will. The Lord says, I will bless the righteous. Who's doing the blessing? Father God. Who's he blessing? The righteous. Who are the righteous? The righteous. The blood-bought, born-again saints of God. Those who gave their hearts to Jesus. That's who the righteous is. He's going to bless them with favor. And he says, you will surround him as with a shield. So he's going to bless the righteous. He's also going to surround the righteous as with a shield. Do you get that? That's our, our theme for the whole series. And that I wanted to remind you about because today we're going to talk a little bit more about it. You know what? I'm going to let, I'm going to let you do that, Joy uh, and Joe. Because um, and would you help us welcome Joy? Joy is joining our team. We just uh, starts tomorrow. Everybody, welcome Joy. She uh, she went to James River College and uh, and she uh, saw on the uh, district website that we were needing a web uh, 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 a media and children and uh, it's only because we didn't take it off. And so how I many know oh, God has wisdom we don't have. Because we lost Elizabeth as she got married and went with her husband to his church, and we still had like a little window of help for media. So Josiah is back. Welcome, Josiah, back from Atlanta. Welcome to the frozen tundra. I know it wasn't cold in Atlanta, they had other issues, I'm sure, tornadoes and all kinds of things going on all over the nation. And uh, But Joy and, and Josiah is going to work as a team to do the media. So let, let them help us. This is the name of today's lesson. Favor is in the hand of the Lord. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Listen, God is spirit. He doesn't have any hands. But the scriptures, when they describe our God, uh, it tries to take and put a spiritual God who has no physicality into a mindset of an earthling that understands what a hand is. And the Bible always talks about the mighty hand of God. How many believe the hand of God is a mighty hand? And it talks about the right hand of God, which being the hand of blessing. And if you watch Abraham as he blessed his uh, children uh, and Isaac and, and Jacob, he blessed them with the right hand of blessing. He put his hand, what the father did, he put his right hand of blessing on the forehead of the child. And uh, actually kind of like, uh, like this and, uh, and made, made the uh, uh, kind of the... The cherubim, uh, as the, the cherubim are top, on top of the Ark of the Covenant, that's what he was doing putting the blessing and the favor and the presence of the Lord on top of his children. How I many know that's not a bad idea? How I many know we need to bless a generation of young men and women like we just did? to Tyler and Matthew. We need to bless our children and their children and their children. And so it's God's favor. And so when you see that picture, Abraham blessing Isaac and Jacob and then uh, um, uh, and Esau, uh, you know, all of those uh, blessings going on to the next. Isaac blessed his children and then Jacob blessed his children, all 12 of them. When Jacob was dying, they all came around the bed and that's when he'd bring the, the uh, blessing, and he speak the blessing. Remember what Esau said when Jacob stole the birthright from uh, from Esau? He screamed and cried out to, Father, is there not a blessing for me? Remember that? How many know that's this generation? They're screaming and crying out for somebody to speak a blessing or give a blessing, a hand to them. And it's not a hand out. How many know it's a hand up? And it's a hand that follows faithfulness and obedience. God doesn't just bless the wicked. How I many know He blesses the righteous? What does God do to the enemies? He gives the righteous a shield to guard them from the enemy. Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Is anybody hearing me this morning? The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 12, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers and darkness and rulers in this present world. That's it. It's not about people. I mean, no, we don't have a war with people. We have a war with the enemy. I found the enemy. He is Satan. And God will put a shield of protection about you. That's our thoughts uh, during this series. I hope you get it. And, uh, and today I want to turn to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 20. Can we read verse 19 too? Let me do 19 and just hold it right there, guys, as you, and then you can follow through when I get to 19. I thought I didn't want to leave 19 out. Are you hearing me? Do you have your Bible turned to Exodus 3 or just look up and you'll see it on the screen. Turn to your neighbor and say, "He's about to get going. Just hang in there." All right. Uh, so, nineteen. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. Nothing's going to happen till the hand of God gets ready to do something. Right? Okay. Verse twenty. I will stretch with my hand. Uh, I will stretch out my hand and strike the the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. God's doing uh, miracles and wonders and signs among the Egyptians. I'm going to get to it. I'll tell you why. After that, he says, he will let you go. But verse 21 is what I want to show you. And I will make the the Egyptians favorable, favorably disposed toward this people, Israel, so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed and every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and, and for clothing, which you will put on your sons and daughters. Hey, the favor's not just for you. How I many know the blessing's not just for you. In a self-centered culture like America, everybody thinks everything that comes to them is for them. When favor comes, how many know you got to take care of your family with the favor God gives you? For your children and for their children. And so you will plunder the Egyptians. One of the scriptures says, it says uh, that God has laid up the treasures of the wicked for the righteous. How many believe that today? God has a plan. He's he's, He's going to take care of you. He's going to shield you. Of course he's going to favor you. You walk in obedience. You walk in accordance to his word. You align yourself with the word of God, the will of God, and the ways of God. And the favor and right, of the righteous is going to come on you. It's going to come upon you. You are a candidate. Walk in wickedness. You, you command wickedness or walk in disobedience. Then the cursing will come upon you. Sin will, will uh, cancel out, forfeit. All the favor and blessing of God. Here's what happens. I, I, I don't know that everybody really understands it. But when disobedience comes into your life, it brings sin. Sin. And sin is separation from the Lord. And separation from the Lord is separation from the favor of the Lord. From the hand of the Lord. Are you seeing that? And so it's important that you stay in relationship with the Lord. And the people will God, he will favor his people, and you will not come out empty-handed. Well, in a Pentecostal church, they start shouting about that. Now, I'm not one of these prosperity preachers, but I certainly believe God wants to bless his people with favor and anointing. So this series is important. Last week we just gave you the definitions. We defined favor and some different things. But I, I want to deal today with the hand of the Lord. And uh, how many remember that old saying people used to say, uh, "Just put it in the hands of the Lord." How many remember that? The old timers used to say that you come in with a burden in your heart or whatever they do. You know what you do? You need to put, let's put that. Let's put that in the hands of the Lord. How many know that's wisdom right there? If you're walking in a place this morning where you don't really know what to do with the situation you're in, put it in the hand of the Lord. Put it in the hand of the Lord. That means I'm surrendering, I'm trusting, I'm turning over. Whatever my problem is, whatever my situation is, I'm going to give it to God. And how many believe God can take care of it? It's so much truth here, but it's also a lot of trust so God said three things to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. I think I have it on the PowerPoint. Number one, the hand of the Lord will be used. God's going to use his mighty hand to do a few things for Moses. Number one was he's going to use his hand. Number two, when the hand of the Lord is released or, or comes against uh, them, uh, the, the, Israel, uh, the Egyptians, it's going to be in judgment. So the hand of the Lord brings judgment and the hand of the Lord brings blessing. Remember that scripture says, hey, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? And there is is life and there is death, and we should be choosing life. If you choose God, how many know you choose life? You choose to, to walk away from God or leave God or not have God, death is the only other choice. And so he uses his hand to take care of the wicked. And then thirdly, when the, when the hand of the Lord is released, Israel becomes compensated for the things that have been stolen from them. How many you know God's gonna take care of your enemies in 2024? Whatever has come against you, whether it's a physical situation, a financial situation, a marital situation, or, a, or what, whatever you can come up with, emotional, mental, whatever your anguish, whatever your problem, the favor and the hand of the Lord is going to come and be with you. If you call on his favor, God displays a full power in his judgment. And what a blessing is that. In other words, the enemy is silenced. The the Lord begins to repay the enemy for what he did to the wicked. Understand this, folks. God is allowing favor upon the Israelites. Are you seeing that? So, judgment and blessing, both of them, anytime you see, let me see if it's right there. Yeah, next slide, please. Anytime you see, uh, any, uh, oh, back up a little bit, back up a little bit. Let's read that one. Uh, back up one more time, please. Uh, uh, this is what he's saying I'm going to come against your enemies, I'm going to bring judgment to them, then I'm going to release favor to you. Those are the three things that God spoke to Moses. And if you, don't, if you don't put the two together, then you're not going to understand what I'm saying here. Because Pharaoh is kind of a type of Satan. And in being in Egypt is a type of being in bondage, away from God. Not with God, not in the blessing of God, not with the people of God. They are estranged from God. They're in a strange place with a strange wicked leader. And God is saying, don't worry, hang in there, hang in there. Notice this. That although they were the people of God, they weren't exempt from being in a place of the wicked. Understand, they were placed there, okay, because they struggled and they struggled and they struggled and they didn't obey God in the wilderness. I mean, oh, God came through on several occasions, right? On several occasions, they had a chance to serve God. But God is going to bring deliverance. 400 years, right? 400 years Satan had them bound in Egypt with Pharaoh as slaves, right? Day after day after day. How many know God's people doesn't belong in slavery? God's people doesn't belong in slavery. But that's where they were. And God said, I'm going to stretch out my hand and I'm going to, number one, smite Egypt. I'm going to smite Egypt. For who? <laughs> Not only for us, for righteous sake, but for his sake. Throughout the scriptures, it always says that the people of the world might know that I am the Lord thy God. You understand? Israel, I'm going to do something for you so that the whole world sees who's doing it for you. It's Yahweh, right? So he brought them out. By his righteous right hand, by the hand of the Lord, they have never been in abundance one day in their life. Not even even their needs were being met. How many have ever been in a place in your walk with God where not even your needs were being met? None of you. I'm speaking to the wrong crowd. I'm going to take this message on the road and preach a revival. Understand, sometimes as believers, you can have needs. And if you're not careful, you'll think that God has left you when all along God is holding things back that you don't even know. I mean, while you're sleeping, the Father God is is quenching the fiery darts of the enemy that you don't even know that are coming after you. You wake up in the morning and the evening. I mean, no, blessing doesn't stop. He, I said it's in the morning, it's in the evening, in your coming, in your going. We just, we just sang the song, the blessing, right? Right? It's, it's in you, around you, in front of you, behind you. How I many know the Lord is our shield? Yeah. Our shield from what? The enemy. So when blessing comes, understand, when favor comes, it comes as favor to the righteous, blessing to the righteous, and protection from the enemy. A shield around. He's our God. He's a shield around us. What a blessing that is. And if you don't put that process in your mind, you'll think that you're left in Egypt and nobody really cares about you. And if God forgets me, then guess what? I'm going to forget God. I mean, that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you to think that God has forgotten about you. But I came to tell you this morning on a cold morning in the Ozarks, on Sunday early in the morning, God has not forgotten about you. He is going to take care of your enemy. So every time, every time you see the hand of the Lord, you see two things. One, judgment to the wicked. And two, blessing to the righteous. Judgment for the adversary. Blessing is for the people of God. And when the hand of the Lord is coming across as blessing, his hand's not just blessing, but favor comes in the shielding. Everybody got that so far? It's important to get that uh, 400 years of bondage, and God all of a sudden says, I'm going to bring you out of Egypt, and we will not leave Egypt empty-handed. In other words, how many know God knows how to bring you out? He's not going to bring you out and bring you into his favor and leave you in poverty and leave you in pain and leave you. You don't have to live that way. How many know God has a better life, a better plan for you than to stay in bondage? So there's a lot of people out of bondage, out of prison, okay, physically, but they're still in bondage in their brain, in their mind. So God set their spirit free, but their mind has not been released because they don't understand favor is twofold. Blessing on the righteous, protection from the wicked. So Job was a righteous man, was he not? God allowed the enemy to even tempt and try, you're right, tested Job. In fact, he said Job was a righteous man. And God gave the enemy, allowed the enemy a chance to see if Job was going to serve God for just what he can get out of God, a manipulating God, a Santa Claus God. Are you all hearing me? But he found out real quick, the enemy did, that Job wasn't serving God just for what he could get out of it. So he took everything, seemed like everything, all of his children, all of his cattle, all of his land, everything everything and and uh, satan comes back and says yeah yeah he is righteous and he is trusting you but that's because you didn't do anything with his own body no pain in his own personal body but if you put something on him i guarantee you he'll turn from you uh, how many here made up your mind it doesn't matter come what may i'm determined to serve my jesus you see, if you got that kind of mindset and mentality, Satan goes back to God, says, so so God allowed him to put boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, and now Job's sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Bondage, it seems like. It seems like it, doesn't it? It's not a good day at the house. And Job is lonely, lost everything, lost everything. Yet God had him in a holding place. A waiting room. Because remember last week we said something unique about the favor of God. It only comes in His time. It comes on His timetable, not ours. So that He will bring you out and He won't leave you empty handed because it's not just for you. Go to your neighbor and ask for this and silver and gold. And when they came out of Egypt, they came out blessed. How many, when you got saved, you didn't have two nickels to rub together, but you felt blessed because the grace and freedom and favor of Almighty God came upon your life? A couple of you. Hmm. Well, maybe this is a new environment. I've had that before. You go into a new environment, everybody's looking at the walls. (laughs) We've never been in a family life center. But generation after generation is sitting in bondage. And so some people would have just been satisfied with just getting out. How many were thankful he just got you out? I'm blessed just because he got me out of drugs, got me out of alcohol, got me out of a life without him. I was blessed with nothing because I had him and with him I have everything I need. But that, that's, that's it. They weren't just satisfied with getting out. What, what we need to do is, is have the enemy pay for what he did while I was in. And I don't think we command it. You have the power in your mouth to command blessing and command cursing. It doesn't mean that you command God. How I many know oh, God is the one that's in command? But as authority, I think we live below our potential as believers, as the righteous, as the church of God, so that we don't listen to the word of God that says, hey, You have what you believe God for. God's already given it to you, but we don't walk in the favor because we don't understand. Even when you're broke, busted, and disgusted, you're still favored. Can you imagine what it would have been without the Lord's hand? So I always say in my life, I always say, man, I'm not what I ought to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm so excited for Brad and and Michelle. I can't wait to watch and disciple them and watch how God pours out his favor on their life and watch them become young, you know, in the Lord and become disciples and learn. I gave her a Bible. They both have a Bible. They're at church the first Sunday. I mean, no, this is the beginning of the rest of their life. Yes. Michelle was 49 before she ever heard of Jesus. Amen. Don't know who he is. But she will now. Yes. Amen. And it's so much more. The boys said, we just had fire at the altar at camp. We want more. We want more. So when you get his favor and blessing, you want more. It's not a greediness. It's a neediness. Right? And every generation needs more of the Lord. So God allowed Israel to favor to strip Egypt of all of his riches. They have never known abundance one day in their life. And the hand of the Lord brought judgment on Egypt. And blessing upon Israel. I don't know if you're catching this today, but the hand of the Lord wants to help you. Don't just be happy that you're out of your mess. We got to make the devil pay. You know I'm so sick of the devil. I don't know if you have a relationship with him, but I'm sick of him. How many know? Forty-one years ago, I broke up with him. That's right. Me and the devil was dating. You understand that? We used to dance. I said I had his letter jacket, right? Well, that's kind of weird. It sounds weird because I'm a guy. <laughs> I had his ring, right? Remember when you were in high school, you used to date, you used to dance, and, and Melissa had my senior ring. She had my senior ring because I gave it to her because she was mine and I was hers, and we were oh. But when a boy and a girl would break up and just go, give you a ring back, give you a letter jacket back, I don't want nothing to do with you. I mean, you, know, you got to make up your mind when you come to Jesus to give all that junk that devil was flirting with you and giving you, thought it was giftings. Give it all back and say, I have Jesus and I have every spiritual gift I will ever need is tied up and wrapped up in Jesus, my Savior. I don't need nothing the devil has to offer. I'd rather have Jesus. I said, I'd rather have Jesus. And so they have the Lord. Don't be happy just getting out. That's where we've missed it. We're happy about us getting out, but we've got to make the enemy pay. So let's look at some scriptures now, guys. Let's look at the next one, uh, Exodus 6, 6. I just want to go through some verses because I think these are, are going to speak to us. How I many know the word of God is powerful? It's going to speak to us about what I'm talking about. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Amen. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. You see that twofold thing? An outstretched arm of blessing on the righteous and judgment against the one that was against you, the one that made you broken and unclean. Next one, please. 13.9, 13.9, it shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes on your forehead. That is the, te- uh, the Tephalim. it's called the Tephalim, the Israelites wore uh, on their hand, on their forearm. Uh, it was a little box that was tied to their forearm and tied around their head, a little box on their, on their forehead. And in the box was the word of the Lord. Probably Genesis 6 where it says the Lord your God is one God. How many know they say that three times a day? Yahweh is the one and the only God. And so he's saying that they would write uh, write this down and put it on your forearm, put it between your eyes. So every day when you wake up, you realize and understand that there's only one God and his name is Jehovah. And so he said, to you, this is going to be a sign to you put it between your eyes and put it on your arm a memorial that what that the lord's law may be in your mouth see that's what i think the missing ingredient is the bible and the word of god's already said that we're favored the lord of god already said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper he's put a shield about you are you hearing me but we don't <laughs> but we don't command it we don't know how to receive it We don't know how to walk in it. We don't know how to. So if the seeds of favor are sown, but we don't know how to nourish those seeds. We don't know how to cultivate that garden of favor in our life. How many know God wants us to walk in his favor? Live in his favor. Cultivate that seed. Let it be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You see that? Remind it again. That's how you came out. If you're here under the sound of my voice this morning, you came out of bondage the way I came out of bondage. I mean the hand of the Lord touched you. How many glad he touched you and changed your life from lost to saved, from wicked to righteous, from darkness to light. And now you walk in that favor. Next slide, please. Exodus 13 14. Thank you. You're with me and ahead of me. I love it, Joe. Keep it up. You're warming up over there, bud. I don't think he's felt that kind of temperature in his entire life. He was born over there in the nursery at Old Grove. But anyway, so it shall be. It shall be. Somebody shout, shall be. shall be. It shall be when your sons ask you in time to come. Watch the generational blessing here. What is this? What is this on your forearm? What is this between your eyes? What is this? Mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, what's that? You shall say to them, by strength, by the strength of the hand of the Lord, he brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I believe there's a generation that needs to hear it again and again and again. You proclaim from your mouth that the hand of God's favor was upon you. I broke the curse in my family of alcoholism. And I'm thankful to be the first generation Christian in my family. I hope that's the same for you. But how many know that that Abraham is the generation of promise? How many know generational promise because God brought Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans, out of the wicked, out of the idolatry of the Chaldeans, and brought him into the hand and the land of blessing. Yes, woohoo! But he took that blessing and he passed it along to him to his kids. He commanded the blessing on Isaac. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau, well, you know, he blessed Esau in a different kind of way. They kind of mended their ways as brothers. But the blessing fell on Jacob, and Jacob brought the blessing over to uh, the sons of Israel, the 12 tribes who are blessed to this day. And when you get to heaven, there will be 24 elders. 24 elders worshiping around the throne that 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 consumes all the old testament and all the new testament the 12 tribes of Israel and all the 12 apostles are y'all hearing what I'm saying all 66 books of the bible the whole story is worshiping god in heaven because of the blessing it's the favor it's the birthright it's the entry into his kingdom no more bondage I don't know what you think heaven's going to be like. But I mean, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready to go today. I don't know, maybe it is colder here than I want it to be. But I want you to know there is a place that's really, really hot. And I'm not making reservations for that place. I'm making reservations for for leaving this place. And because I'm in the kingdom, because I'm out of bondage, I'm walking in the favor of the Lord. And I'm going all oh, the way in just a few minutes we're going to come back to the altar and pray and if you and your family want to say hey i'm starting 2024 with favor i'm getting understanding i'm getting wisdom because uh next week i'll talk to you more about all the different ways to obtain favor walk in favor but i thought i'd pick off today with the hand of the lord so you know where it comes from and that is twofold let's look at another verse Exodus 15, 6. Your right hand, O Lord, right hand, remember the hand of blessing? Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Where's Jesus sitting? At the right hand of the majesty on high. It's the place of what? Blessing and favor. Jesus is favored. Why? Because he went all the way. He obeyed the Father. He's at the right hand of God, the power of blessing. And he has all powers been given into him, in heaven and in earth and under the earth. Nobody greater than Jesus. I don't know how big and bad you think you are, but you're never going to be as big as Jesus. Arrogance and pride will forfeit your favor. Humility and grace will elevate your favor. It's an attitude, right? Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. I know it's pretty graphic. Wow, pastor, some serious stuff this morning. Well, I want you to know that when you don't see any uh, monetary blessings coming your way, if you don't feel blessed, you don't feel like shouting, obviously, whatever case, whatever situation. I mean, your your external circumstance does not determine your internal victory. You can still praise the Lord even though you don't see any material blessings around you. Job lost it all, but can I tell you, there's always a a fourfold, one 100-fold blessing coming your way. In the timing of the Lord, in 2024, you have an appointment with favor. Let's keep going. Here's the reason, Joshua 4, 23 and 24. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you crossed over, as the Lord your God did, to the Red Sea. Let me stop right there because I'm burdened over what's happening in Israel. I'm not here to meddle. I'm not here to be politic, politic, uh, to do politics. I don't do politics well. How uh, I many know we need Jesus to be our leader, That's right. not Democrats or Republicans. We need Jesus yeah. to be our leader. And what's going on in the Middle East is a big deal. How I many know God has His eyes on a little strip of land right there by the Red Sea? And how I many know if He split the Red Sea before and took care of Israel, how I many know He can do it again? Yeah. And he's saying he did it for the Jordan, he did it for the Red Sea, which he dried up before us, right in our eyes, until we crossed over. Why? Why is God pouring out his favor on us? So that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that you may fear the Lord, your God, forever. How many God-fearers are in the building Come on, lift your hand to the Lord. How many God-fearers? Hey, you either fear the Lord or you're going to have fear of everything else. There's so many phobias in this world, so many disorders in this world, and because you don't have the Lord to fear, you fear everything else. But when you fear the Lord, how many know everything else is nothing to be afraid of? I said there's nothing to be afraid of. You're favored by the mighty hand of God. Next one, please. What happened to Israel? They forgot The hand of the Lord. They asked questions, D, like, can God prepare a table for us in the middle of this desert? Murmuring and complaining and whining. And God God gave them a fire, a fire to warm up by at night and lead their way, light the way. And a cloud by day to protect them, to shield them from the elements of the heat in the desert. A, a, a cloud by day and a fire by night. Do you understand the favor of the Lord? He brought them out of something to bring them in to something else. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm about to have a conniption fit all by myself up here. How you know God never brings you out of something. He don't have plans to bring you into something else. It's hard in the transition. I know it's hard. But if you'll get the right mindset and align yourself with the truth of God's word, then you can learn to trust God's word. And so so watch this. Oh, let's go back because I didn't read it yet. Psalm 78, 41, and 42. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited. Somebody shout limited. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Isn't that something? Did you know you have the propensity the potential that God wants to do great and mighty things in your life but you you have a heart of unbelief you can limit what God wants to do in your future you can refuse to receive refuse to command you know he's given you the keys of the kingdom whatever you bind on earth can be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth can be loose in heaven but if you live below your potential then you're not going to see the power of God demonstrated how many of the holy spirit has filled us with power Jesus lives on the inside. Somebody needs to notify the outside of his glorious power. So, limited the Holy One of Israel, and they did not remember his mighty hand of power. They didn't remember his hand of favor. And therefore, the day when he redeemed them from the enemy, they forgot how they got saved. Next slide. Isaiah forty-five 11. I'm almost done. Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel... I mean, no, he is the Holy One of Israel. I said, he's Yahweh. Can't forget who he is. If you forget who he is, you're going to forget a whole future. And that's what happened to Israel. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, he made Israel a nation. He made Adam and Eve people. He made them a couple. He made from Abraham's seed, he made a whole nation of Israel. He made them. And look what he said, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. Go ahead, he said, and command me. Now, what I want you to understand, he doesn't say, go ahead and try to manipulate me. God will not be manipulated. And that's why it's scary some of these prosperity preachers going around naming it, claim it, blab it and grab it. Manipulating God as if he's some kind of a toy, a robot that we order, AI. That's true. Can I tell you? AI is not smarter than G-O-D. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. God is still Yahweh and there is no greater. But he said, I give you, if you understand me, I will give you, open your mouth and begin to believe and claim the promises that I've already given you. Next slide, please. Isaiah 66, 6. Don't get scared because it's 666. Isn't that how feeble God's people are? Oh, it's just 666. Ooh. The sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord who fully repays his enemies. I just want you to know something God is going to fight for Israel. It's not a political issue. God keeps his promises. In 1948, he annihilated the enemy. And in 2024, however this thing goes, however long he allows it to go, I want to give you a little prophetic prediction. Israel is going to win. That's That's all the way it is. It's not a political issue. And if America is smart, they'll stay on the side of Israel. But I'm not the leader of America. I'm the leader of my own home. I'm the leader of my own heart. And I'm the leader of this house. So it's not a political issue. I want to be on the side of God. I want to be on the side of God. I see you. I see you. It's not really shouting, but I, I can tell on the inside it's the 4th of July. But on the outside it's January. Okay? So I get it. Next one, please. Favor, I'm done. Thank you, Joe. You did a good job. Help me appreciate those guys. Wow, so much. I just tell you, I want you to, to understand that you don't think you can tell God what to do. Don't leave here saying, Pastor said, you can go, command I command us. I command us. I command that. I command you, Melissa. Get up, wash my clothes, clean my dishes. We're in relationship, so I command you, woman of God. <laughs> that's the first amen I ever got from guys in the house. I'm telling you, that's serious. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. That's error. <laughs> okay, that's error. Just because you're in a relationship, don't give you the authority to command him. But you can agree with him. I said you can come into covenant with him. And walk in his favor and walk in his yeah. obedience, walk in his word and his will, and, his, and it all boils down to this. Yeah. Trust God. He's not your puppet. Right. He's not your puppet, but he will bless you. Yes. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Right? Psalm 1.1, blessed is a man or a woman who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the way of the scornful. For his delight or her delight is in the law of the Lord, in the ways of God, in the word of God. That's where our delight is, right? We believe the promises, therefore we proclaim the promises and, and claim the promises and walk in the favor. And they shall be like trees, old grove trees, planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in this season. And the leaf will not wither, but they will prosper. Yes. All the days of their life. Right. That's not prosperity. That's just the truth of the word of God. That's right. Favor, the hand of the Lord is upon the righteous in favor. He favors them. Yes. And he will shield them, surround them as with a shield. Right. God will allow you to command him to do the work of For the kingdom so watch this because it's true spiritual authority when you grasp what I'm talking about true spiritual authority God can trust you that you're not going to be talking about some crazy stuff manipulating telling God what he's gonna do he don't play that game but if you will get in on his is anybody getting any of this if you'll get in on his purposes and plans for the kingdom, big picture, and not just your own selfish needs, he will bless you. Command means to commission, to appoint, to assign, to give me an assignment, to stretch out my hand on the enemy. Don't just be happy about deliverance. Give God the opportunity to judge the enemy. God only commands two things I see in Scripture. He owns it. He said, I own, I own the tithe. Hello? He said, I own the tithe. Is that right? So We don't own that tithe. Whatever we have, we give the tithe to the Lord. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Is this, is this a church that believes that? Amen. Okay, well, don't hold back his tithe. Otherwise, you won't see the blessing. Just saying. The second thing that he owns is his vengeance. His vengeance is mine. He said, it all belongs to me. Everything belongs to me. But vengeance belongs to me. It's not for you to take your your, uh, frustrations out on people. I mean, no, God will take care of your enemies. He will. Just sit back and wait and command the blessing. And God will take care of the enemies. But you could also speak to the enemy. I say, speak to the hand, devil, because these ears are not listening. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I believe God wants to bring favor, but you got to get this straightened out between your ears. Okay, there's there's 12 inches between success and failure from your heart to your head. You understand? If you believe it in your heart, you confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's what happened just last Thursday. Michelle believes, I want to be saved. I want to. I, 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 It's been a long time, Michelle, since I've seen, Brad, since I've seen somebody that hungry, hungry, desperate. Give me Jesus, Pastor. In fact, our meeting was only 15 minutes long. She was like, would you get down to it? I'd like to get saved, sir. Yeah. And maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today saying, would you just get to the altar, sir? Yeah. I'd like to do this business I have with God. Right. So you may be back. If they're coming back to the platform, maybe you... Uh, maybe you're wanting to go all the way. I'm done preaching. Did anybody get anything out of that? There's a lot of stuff to process, I understand. But you walk away with two things. One of them is the hand of the Lord's favor is on the righteous. The other is you're surrounded. You're surrounded. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. Right? It doesn't matter if I can see it. Doesn't matter if I can see it. How many know he's still surrounding me? Think of Joshua whenever they came and the servant of the Lord couldn't see it. And God said, Lord, reveal his eyes so he can see chariots of fire, chariots and horsemen all around protecting. There's some things going on in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm, while you're in the earthly realm and you can't see a thing going on. I don't know when my timing, my favor and my Lord, when's my blessing coming? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I've been in the waiting room so long, The all the personnel in the hospital left. I'm the only one left in the hospital waiting room. But how we know the Lord never leaves you? So would you stand with us this morning?